Hi, I'm Charlotte. I'm Gemma. Welcome to Pop Fiction. Today we're talking about the novel Plain Bed Heroines by Emily M. Danforth. And this book is gothic horror and it's set in two different time periods, 1902 and the present day. So in 1902, um, there's this um, Brooke Hans School for Girls. It's like a private boarding school. Um, there and always all- is. <laughs> what? There always is. Yeah. And... All the girls that are, are really into this writer, Mary McLean, and this memoir she wrote, and then there's all this death and intrigue mm-hmm. and stuff, and then in modern day, um, the abandoned school is now the site of a film production based on this book about Brooke Hans, and um, it's just about the three girls who are involved in it, um, Harper Harper, our Audrey Wells, who are acting, and... Merritt Emmons, who wrote the book, and they're all, like, involved with, like, the mystery and, like, whatever. It's kind of complicated, but that's the general It's not really story. that complicated. There's just, there's a lot of threads. Like, I mean, not really. There's, like, two threads. John, why are you being so mean to me? <laughs> Sorry, it's not intentional. Okay, so, what did you think of it? Uh, I really liked it. Yeah. I gave it, um... Five stars. Honestly, yeah. it doesn't have that high r- r- rating on Goodreads, and everybody was like, the, all the reviews I saw were just like, this is only okay. It's like, did you read a different book than the one <laughs> I read? Because I thought it was amazing, so yeah. I don't I mean, know. I didn't think it was amazing, but I definitely thought it was better than just okay. I think I rated four stars, um, but we can get into our criticisms later. Um, one <laughs> cool thing about it is that um, a big part of it is the memoir by Mary McLean. Um, Which you've read, right? That's what I was going to say. Yeah, I read it um, early last year, before I even knew, like, what the of the book or, like, that it was involved in it. I just read it because I read about non-rookie, and I was like, <laughs> yeah. that sounds cool. Yeah. And, yeah, it was a good book. It's about this... It's a memoir of this woman, Mary McLean, who's, like, a teenager, young woman growing up in, like, Montana in the early 20th century, and she's kind of, like searching for something greater than her love, what is available to her in her life in, like, the small town, and, like, um, one, it kind of, um, she wants the devil to take her away and, like, bring her happiness and all this, and it's, like, a really honest story of, like, what it was like to be a woman in those times that has, like, never really been shared on that level before, so it became, like, a big hit yeah, when it first uh, came out. When I actually, I haven't read it, yeah. um, when I started reading Plain Bad Heroines, I thought that it was, like, a fictional, like, it wasn't something that had mm. actually been written, and then I was, like, reading about it online, and it was like, no, actually, this is, this is a real thing, so yeah, I thought so that was pretty cool. Going into reading the book, since I'd already read, um, the story of Mary McLean, that was just a cool thing, and I kind of, like, how much of um, a role the book plays in the novel. I kind of like when certain elements in the story are, are like, really big and important. Yeah, I think, I think it's important because in this book, like, sort of, like, the f- history and fiction is a really important part of, like, the mm-hmm. themes and the motifs. So I think... Yeah. Because, um, like, they're anchoring it in the future. It's around um, the book that Merritt wrote and the movie adaptation, and that's sort of what they're anchoring around in the present and in the past, it's anchored around this book. So I thought that was kind of... Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. You look no, kind of confused. No, yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's cool. Um, and I, I'm just remembering, we forgot to say spoiler alerts, you know, spoiler alert. Um, and also how, um, and I just want to say spoiler alert before I get into the really spoilery bit about how the movie is both 
an adaptation of what happened at Brook Haunt, but also um, kind of a modern day ghost story surrounding the production of the film. Yeah, I thought that was which like, like that would be a crazy movie to watch. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was an interesting twist. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it ties into also. Um, you know how, like, whenever they make a horror movie and then they're like, the production was cursed and yeah. so much bad stuff happened. I think that also sort of played into it. Because that's kind of like, I don't know if urban legend is the right word, but that's something that, like, we talk about, like, you know, as people. It's like, oh, this horror movie production was haunted and it yeah. was cursed. Well, and that actually, sort of ties into this. That's what inspired Emily M. Danforth to write the book, is that she was super into, like, stories of um, horror film sets being haunted. Yeah. And it's, cool. it's also cool that um, this book is by Emily M. Danforth, who wrote The Miseducation of Cameron Post, which I also read. Yeah, and me liked. too. So <laughs> it's a very much a different book from what The Miseducation of Cameron Post is like, but it has some of the same sort of elements. Like, it's very long. It's about queer women. It's like a long story over, like, a, a whole lives. And, and stuff. like, the setting is also, uh, I think, an important part of it and like the atmosphere and the like the environment that yeah. takes place also in. plus um the miseducation of cameron post is set in montana where emily m danforth grew up and then um plain bad heroines is not entirely but has a lot of stuff set in rhode island where she now lives so yeah that's like a cool thing so it's like very semi-autobiographical yeah but also like not autobiographical at all no i'm just saying no like, like i'm saying it's like it's a mix of the two I'm not trying to discredit what you No, saying. but I, I just, like, I said, like, slightly semi-autobiographical, yeah, well, <laughs> so I feel like you just weren't listening to what I, I said. I was listening. Okay. Anyways, well. it doesn't matter. So, yeah, I, the coolest thing about this story is that it's a very cool idea, kind of bringing past and present together, and it's like the melding of different things, like fact and fiction and all of that. Yeah, I thought that was... Um, like, the sort of, like, unreliable narration. Like, mm-hmm. when they're doing on the movie production, like, none of them are ever quite sure what part of it is, like, the actual yeah. curse and what part of it is just, like, the movie production. Mm-hmm. And I thought that very it was very cool because, like, I haven't really seen that before. Like, I know, I, I'll tell you, I haven't read a lot of horror. I've only read um It and The Haunting of Hill House and this, so it's, like, it's not really... I don't have a lot to compare it to, but it felt very unique to me. Yeah, so. it definitely had that gothic horror vibe, and that, like, I'm not a big horror person at all, so I didn't like that at some parts, because it was, like, creepy and gross, but it also gave a cool atmosphere yeah. to it. I, we've talked about this before. I like horror when it's in a book, because it doesn't scare me, yeah. as, like, whereas it might if it's in a TV show or something. I don't know what, I don't know why, that's just how I feel about it, and I thought the horror was really well done. Like, I yeah. was like, wow, this is so creepy, you know? Yeah, I mean, I kind of feel that way, too. Like, I was, I was never, like, really scared, <laughs> but I was certainly was uncomfortable, and I was like, ugh, ugh. <laughs> you know? Or if I was watching, like, like, it, the movie or whatever, like, it wasn't that scary, but also, like, I was scared, you know? Yeah. Like, there are parts where I was like, I have to close my eyes now. Okay, I'm sorry, like, I didn't find the movie scary at all. God. <laughs> 
Like, my test for something, whether something is scary, is if I feel comfortable putting my feet on the ground when I'm watching it. Yeah. Like, if, like, when I'm sitting at the couch, because, you know, in your mind, you're always like, oh, somebody's going to grab my ankle. Yeah. Like, and that's, like, when you feel scared, that's what you feel. And with it, I could just, you know, feet fully on the ground, like, no fear. <laughs> I was totally fun. relaxed. No, I definitely vibe with that. <laughs> probably the scariest movie I've ever seen is Snakes on a Plane. <laughs> that was definitely a feet on the couch kind of film. <laughs> yeah, and Snakes on a Plane... It's not even, it's like, it's not a horror movie. It's just, like, like uh, just, like, constantly being attacked by snakes, so. No, yeah, I mean, no, large swaths of it were not a horror movie, but in the main bit, when all the snakes first come and everyone is running away from the snakes and everybody's getting killed by snakes, that was the worst thing I'd ever seen. Yeah, it's really bad. <laughs> yeah. And then how after we watched Snakes on a Plane, we watched an episode of Santa Clarita the Diet to Unwind, yet somehow picked the only episode of that show that has a snake in it. But that was a good snake, so yeah. it was okay. Yeah. It was just a singular call the snake who didn't attack anybody. Yeah, yeah. Snakes on a Plane, my god. I can't believe I watched that movie. Like, well, I can't I believe that I subjected myself to that. Going into it, we thought it was going to be like a fun... Like, you know, ha- I've had it with these mother-effing snakes on this mother-effing plane. Not like a constantly barraged by venomous snakes jumping on you kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyways. <laughs> so, Plane Bad Heroines was not as scary as snakes on the plane. But it was Don't want a ringing endorsement. <laughs> <laughs> but it was definitely unsettling. Um, yeah, so it's just a, t- it's a cool vibe. It's a unique story. I also liked the authorial intrusions. And yeah, that kind of like added the to the atmosphere of, like, the footnotes and it always being, like, dear reader, you know. It yeah. added a cool energy, and I liked it. Um, I think because, um, again, like I said, it's, like, history and fiction and what's real and, like, what's not real and the unreliable narr- narr- narrator <laughs> having an actual narrator in it really, I still think, ev- elevated that, that mm-hmm. idea. And, and also, it's, like, who is the narrator, yeah. you know? It's, like, what kind of, like, why are they telling this story? What mm-hmm. are their motivations behind it yeah i also like how it's like it takes place both in like the early 20th century and the modern day because the stuff in the modern day with like social media and kind of i feel like emily and danforth did a good job kind of tapping into modern like social media culture but also with this like old-fashioned gothic horror vibes on top of it it was it was an interesting like dichotomy yeah i also agree um I think usually when you see authors trying to talk about social media in their books, it comes off as, like, unbelievably cringy, and yeah. I think Emily or M... not <laughs> accurate at all. Yeah, I think Emily M. Danforth did a very good job of making that not the case, and, like, actually, like, you could read it and not be like, oh my god, <laughs> Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, I also liked that... Basically, every single main character was a queer woman. I thought that was cool, you know, not something you see a lot. Yeah, I liked Um, it too. Yeah, Yeah. and it felt like very... I feel like sometimes when characters are introduced to be LGBT in kind of like a casual way, where they're not like having a big coming out, just like part of them, sometimes it's like... You Even mean, though they're trying to be subtle, it feels less subtle, but this, it actually felt subtle. Yeah. You know, it I felt feel like, actually natural. I feel like the more, the more recent trend in books that I've read, yes. um, 
when it's like we're just having a side queer character and it's not like going to be about them or whatever, it feels like you said very not subtle and like the author is almost like being like, look at this character right yeah. here, look how like woke I am, and then like. And that even though this character will never appear again or be relevant for the rest of the plot, I think mm-hmm. by having so many um, queer characters and having them be the main characters, I think, and I think Emily M. Danforth also did a very good job of having it, like you said, having it be subtle, just be like, yeah, this is who they are, and that's it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's going to be relevant yeah, well, to the rest of the she's novel. she's gay, she knows how to do it properly. Yeah, well, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... Um, I'm now into, like, kind of a critique. I would have to say that the stuff in modern day with Harper and Audrey and Marin, I enjoyed way more and I found way more interesting than the stuff in the past because I've, like, the stuff in the past is kind of interesting, but, like, with, um, Libby and Alex, and so I just was not really invested into their relationship and their problems and those characters where I really enjoyed and was into the modern day character so every time I went back to the past I was kind of like oh yeah this again this is something I have to get through but in the present it was like yeah I'm enjoying myself yeah I definitely you know? agree um I think both parts of it were written very well yeah it's but not I, to say that the past yeah. stuff in the past was terrible or anything I, just I also I also think I connected more to the modern characters yeah. as opposed to like Libby and Alex I did like some stuff that was going on with them because I felt like it was more um like classic horror, like yeah, oh and my I, god, I this like creepy care, this like creepy stuff, tower, so. and like witchcraft, and like the curse, and like all this sort of stuff that I li- I liked when they were doing the horror stuff. I didn't like when it was just like oh my god, Alex doesn't pay attention to me anymore, you know that sort yeah. of thing. I didn't like. I wasn't as invested in the characters, so I didn't feel as invested in like the relationship problems yeah, as I did with the characters in the present day. Mm-hmm. And also in the present day. The process of them all, like, making this movie I felt was really interesting. And, like, who knows how accurate that is, like, real filmmaking or anything. But, like, it was just cool. Like, the scenes where it's, like, um, Harper and Audrey rehearsing that scene was really cool and all that sort of stuff. Like, I just enjoyed it more. I liked it, too. Um, what else? What else? Um, I have a similar complaint to this book that I had with We Ride Upon Sticks, and as you know, I loved We Ride mm-hmm. Upon Sticks, yeah. but I feel like this book was really long. It was, like, 600 pages, and, like, I was fine with that. I felt like it was good to kind of get to know the characters, but at the same time, the ending felt rushed, and I felt like if you're going to take that much time to establish all these characters and stuff, you need to kind of explain things and have a better ending. Yeah, I also agree. Like, it just um, kind of, like... All these secrets came out and then it was over and it was like, yeah. what? What happened? I now? also agree. Um, I liked the ending more than I did for We Ride Upon Sticks yeah, because I don't like it where it's just like listing what all the characters do in their adult lives yeah. and like that it wasn't as like, there was only like a couple of months between mm-hmm. the ending and the rest of the book. I also agree. I felt like I didn't really know what they were going to go, like where their relationship was going to go and like where, what happened to like the curse and everything because mm-hmm. like... I mean, I guess it's the point, because you never really know, like, what was in the present, you never really know what was real or what was Mm -hmm. just part of the movie, but I would like to have at least seen some sort of, like, you know, then, like, talking about it and being like, you know, that was crazy Mm -hmm. or something, like, obviously, I'm not describing it really well, but, and I would have seen, like, to see them being, like, talking more about what they were gonna do after and, like, how their relationship 
had evolved and like in and that sort of thing. I did like when they were like reciting um the memoir. Yeah. Mary McLean and then like at the awards Yeah, they show were or whatever. They were con. Yeah, a con. I liked that part and it was like they sort of like have this connection, but I felt we could have like they could have dug deeper into Yeah, it. like I liked the whole thing at Con or it's kind of it was a cool way to kind of bring the reader back into what had happened between them and what had happened in, like, the months between when it left off and stuff over, like, the course of, like, this ten-minute period that was cool, and they kind of, like, what, but is it really over? It's kind of like a goosebump style ending. Yeah. The last sentence is always a twist. But also, I feel like a lot of stuff just didn't really feel resolved. Like, the stuff with, um, Simone and, like, her far, her house and stuff between the two brothers was kind of, like, came out of nowhere, and then, like, what happened with, um, Libby, like, going out to sea or whatever, I feel like they kind of, um, made it more clear, I guess, and I don't want to say, like, oh, I can't handle nuance, I need to be spoon-fed every plot detail, but at the same time, it's like, you could have let it go on a little longer and develop it a little yeah, more, I feel like I it think would make more the sense. the one thing I felt is, like, when they brought in sort of, like, the witch, the witchcraft angle... I liked that. I think there had there should have been some like even like some hint of it in the beginning because like they hadn't really that hadn't been part of the novel until you got to the end and then they were like, Well, here's what really happened kind of thing and I think it might have been stronger if that thread was sort of present from the beginning. Yeah. Like definitely atmospherically it was really good and the characters were really good. But structurally, it could have been a little better. Yeah, that's like where my one um, critique is. Mm -hmm. But on the whole, I thought it was really good. Like, I liked it yeah. very much. I liked the style of it. I liked the prose. Um, I was really into the modern-day characters, and I kind of like how you got to see these really long scenes of them just, like, talking and stuff, and also their um, relationship between the three of them developing over time. Yeah, I really, really liked cool. that, they, that they all got together because like yeah. you, you don't see that right I thought yeah. it was unique <laughs> yeah and like um something that was really interesting to me in the beginning is kind of when Audrey and marriage first met from their different points of view you kind of saw like oh Audrey doesn't like this about Merritt and Merritt doesn't like this about Audrey but then when you get to their inner monologues you kind of see like oh the other person's perception of them was wrong it was like an interesting yeah I like that too and I liked um when they first met and then they were doing the rehearsal like mm -hmm. in the room and yeah. so I thought that was really cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so all the stuff with them was really good and then like when they arrived in Rhode Island and all that, but my, the main thing I did not like was that just the horror elements were just so gross, like with all the bugs and the wasps <laughs> and the people having wasps in their mouths all the time, which is like, ugh. Terrible. Yeah, disgusting. I, I, yeah, I thought it was well done, but like bug well stuff is just—I'm not there for it. Like yeah, I don't. It's just like the one thing that I cannot do. You definitely know, definitely created an unsettling atmosphere. <laughs> but like, I didn't want to be unsettled. You know. <laughs> yeah. It's like I want to be relaxed while I read this horror novel. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's just why I don't really like reading horror about the wasps like i remember the first time the wasps showed up like with flo and clara in um in the early 20th century i was like ah this is terrible that it's you because you don't read i was like i hope those wasps don't show up again and you're like yeah well they do <laughs> yeah they show up all the time and they're always there sucked. i didn't like that yeah 
in terms of motifs, it was one of my least favorite. Yeah. But but also I love when things have motifs. It's yeah. Like, yeah. Like I thought it worked. <laughs> I thought it worked well with the story. Yeah. I don't like wasps or bugs. Yeah, like that's definitely. just disgusting. I feel the same way. It was technically good, but I didn't like it. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, so I mean, it was interesting because the, it, this isn't really the type of book I usually read. I like realistic fiction, but also it is kind of similar to the books I like to read because I like, you know, well-developed characters and things that are more about, like, atmosphere than, like, you know, yeah. a crazy plot. Like, I do not like f- fantasy or sci-fi because, like, I don't care about your quest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought the atmosphere and, like, the suspense is, like, Aside from the characters, is like the best part mm-hmm. of the novel, I think. And that's one of the benefits of it being long, because you got to have these really long scenes that really developed. And things. I also think it's helped by like the author, um, William M. Danforth, actually living in Rhode Island, like mm-hmm. you said. Like she can like go and like see what it's actually like, right? You know. Yeah, <laughs> I really like when people make art about like places they've lived because it really. It, it strengthens it. You know? Yeah, I, I agree. Wrote, and I wrote an article about that one time, City as Character, you know? It's yeah. Like, I really like that, especially in films where I noticed more, because I'm more like a movie person, as you know, but it's just, it's a cool thing. Like, yeah, I really like, like it Lady too. Bird or like those sorts of I movies. I think, yeah, like you said, it really strengthens it. Uh-huh. As opposed to just like, uh, this is just some random place where it's like, where the author or the creator actually knows what it's like and has like mm-hmm. an extra element yeah. of depth to like, it. As a filmmaker, I want to make movies that are set in Canada and because I feel like a lot of movies are filmed in Canada but they're not really set in Canada and it's not like I'm saying like oh Canada's so much more different than mm-hmm. the US, but it's slightly different and I would just like to bring this sense of what I know and what I've experienced, you know, growing up in Canada and in Ontario yeah, I love to the art I make. And I, also I would just like there to be more movies that are actually set in Canada because, like, I think of examples of, like, what, Kids in the Hall. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I love when stuff is set in Canada because, like, they mention, like, they could just even mention, like, Toronto, and I'd be like, wow, it's Toronto, you know? It's like, even if it's, like, the most basic reference to, like, being in Canada. Yeah, like, in... Scott Pilgrim when he got all that money and he was like, oh, enough to take the streetcar. And I was like, the streetcar. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so stuff like that. I enjoy, yeah, that's so. why um, I like E.K. Johnson's novels, as uh-huh. you know, but I especially I like her contemporary ones because she's Canadian, so they're all set in like southern Ontario. And yeah. I'm like, wow, southern Ontario. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, like, you were telling me about the one where it's like the guy named Owen and they fight dragons. That was cool how much like it was yeah, obviously like, set. And like in the first Ontario. page, they referenced the 401. It's like <laughs> the 401, you yeah. know? It's, yeah. yeah. I mean, the greatest thing about art is when there are things that are familiar to you because it's like a sense of kinship. Yeah. So that's kind of what I want to achieve and especially as an with, artist. With things like being set in Canada, not just like a stereotypical like, oh, you know, maple syrup or whatever. whatever. Like yeah. it's nice because you don't see that very often. Mm-hmm, definitely. Like, um, I don't know what I was trying to say. Um, but yeah, as a filmmaker, I would like to make movies that are set in Canada so, to strengthen the, the Canadian film canon um, in the modern day. Because, like, what is there? Bon cop, bad cop? Yeah, I mean, I kind of do want to watch that because I think it would be funny. Yeah. Um, and, sh- yeah, strengthen the modern day Canadian canon and um, 
I forgot what I was yeah. going to say. That, that's what I want to like, do. A couple of years ago, I read this book where it was set in Toronto. And aside from, like, place names, it didn't really have that much of a, like, a bearing on the yeah. plot. But every so often, they'd talk about how, like, terribly the Leafs were doing. And I'd be like, the Leafs. <laughs> They're terrible. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, so that was nice for me. Yeah. I don't watch hockey, but, like, I hate the Leafs, you know? Because that's just what you got to. <laughs> yeah. No, they are doing well now, so it's kind of hard to keep hating them, but I, I thought prevail. they'd stop doing well. I thought, like, oh. they're... Well, they had the best league in the record. The best record in the league for a while. <laughs> yeah, I thought they'd started... Okay, I've Googled Toronto Maple Leafs, and I'm going to attempt to figure out what the, all this information says. It says it's first in north. I don't know what that means. <laughs> okay, well, it does look like they've won... They won. They're showing me. What? They played <laughs> three games against. It says they played three games against the Jets, but that can't be true. Like yeah, and it's, sports teams play against one person for a long time. Oh, I don't know anything. Works. Okay, it especially looks, in basketball, that's how it works. Okay, it looks like they've mostly been losing lately, so <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Well, whatever. They did have the best record in the league at a time. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it doesn't matter. Yeah, okay, okay. so... Let's wanna... get back on top. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've been on our tangent about hockey. Let's get back to the thing we're actually discussing. <laughs> yeah, so what is your... Who is your favorite character? Um, I don't know if I have a favorite. If I had one, it would be either... Harper, Merritt, or Audrey, because yeah. I just like... I like all of them, and I like sort of their dynamics with each other. Yeah. I agree. I might say my favorite character is Merritt, because um, she's just kind of a cool character. I like how when she was first introduced, I thought she was like 40, but then turned out she was 22. <laughs> yeah, me and too. And she was talking about how she was like so over the hill, and she was never going to write a book again. It's like, girl, you're 22. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't like her as much, I think, because I don't really like when there's like a character who's an author in books because it's always that sort of thing like I've written this first book and it was massively popular yeah. and now I'm over the hill even yeah. though I wrote it when I was in high school like yeah. it's always the same thing well you know? what I don't like it is when they write a book about what happened in the t- in the story and then it's like oh I'm so over the hill it's like what is this Riverdale yeah or like I re- in The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue mm-hmm. um, the main character is writing a book about the events but then in the like the epilogue it's like reveal that he wrote the actual book yeah. that like you're reading I hate that that's like my literally like least favorite the thing the only time that has been good is in the Rick Riordan Egyptian book so because the, the idea was that the two um Sadie and her brother what's his name um, I want to say it's Carter yeah but... look it up while I tell this story so the idea was that they were like recording conversations about what happened um, and recounting it, and that was the story that you read, but sometimes there would be intrusions, but it was always funny and brief, and I like that. That was well done. Okay, it is Carter. Okay. I will okay. say, I, it's been so long since I've read those books, I don't remember that. I'll take your word for it, <laughs> that it was good. Um, yeah. but yeah, when it's like, oh, the character in the novel wrote the novel, like, it makes me so mad. I do yeah, not, I like, really it's like, like one of my least favorite tropes. I don't really like that either, but I feel like in Plain Bad Heroines, it was okay, because... She wrote a book that 
was kind of related to the story, but it's not like she wrote the book of yeah. the story, you know? Yeah. That, like, I can give it a pass for that, but I don't know. I feel like if I knew somebody who was an author, right, uh-huh. and then they wrote a book that was just very thinly veiled, like, my life story, I would not be happy, you well, know? Yeah. I that's feel like not what it was like in Plain Bad Heroines. No, but it was, because she was writing a story that was basically, like, on a film production, and she had a character who was literally named... Um, Capote, Capote, right? Or oh, yeah, I remember Because of her obsession with Truman Capote, and it was like, but it was like based on... Harper. Harper, Harper. Like, if that happened to me, I would be yeah, very I mad. If, like, if my friend did that to me. I forgot that she was writing the story about making the movie. Yeah, that was kind of dumb. But in general, just that she wrote the book about Brookhunt, it's like, whatever, that, that didn't bother That me didn't much. bother me either. It's just, I feel like... If that happened to me, I would not be happy. If yeah. somebody well, like took my life story yeah. and then like very thinly fictionalized that's, that's it. That's fair. That's fair. Um, <laughs> but anyways, yeah, I linked Merit. Um, I didn't understand how was she related to Elaine. How did they know each other? Because it was like, oh, Merit spent her summers hanging out with Elaine and like the whole on her like estate. But it's like, how did they know each other? I want to say like great aunt or something, but I do honestly do not remember. Was that they weren't related, that like they were just friends, but like how wasn't she like a family friend or something? Like, I don't know. I just didn't get it. Yeah. Um, honestly, maybe they were just family. I can't, I can't tell you. I don't yeah. remember. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm sorry. Yeah. But anyways, um, I liked Audrey cause like, I liked their relationship with her mom, and her mom used to be an actress, and, like, all of the tension there, um, and I liked Harper Harper, because yeah. she, like, she was an interesting character, I too. thought Harper, wait, never mind, sorry, I was, I was confusing the two, two. Yeah. never mind. So, they were, they were all good characters. Yeah, I, li- I liked it, too, I liked, I thought they were all, like, unique, mm-hmm. and they had, yeah. like, different stuff going on. Yeah, but I liked how they became friends. Yeah, um, me too. Especially because like, like the, about friends. <laughs> yeah, and I like how at the beginning, Audrey and Harper were like friends, and Harper and Merritt were like going out and stuff. But Merritt and Audrey hated each other, <laughs> and I like how they sort of like became closer and mm-hmm, stuff. Like yeah. when they were hanging out on the set. Yeah, I like really like that. It did not feel forced. It definitely felt natural. The yeah, evolution of their friendship. I agree. Um, what would you say is your favorite part or like scene or? Moment, um, or. I think what I just said, like when they're hanging out yeah. on set, the three of them, like when um, they're up in the tower and stuff, and they're mm-hmm. like checking it out, or like um, when they're in the meadow. Yeah, that, that scene was, was scene. really good. I like that a lot. So just yeah. like anything with the three of them, like yeah, their dynamics. Um, I also liked the scene where Harper and Merritt were going on their like LA date. Oh yeah, that was really the cool. The narrator kept being like, but and they went and did all these things and there's photographic proof of it but like they didn't have enough time to go all to the, the, all those places how did they do it that kind of brought an interesting edge to it yeah again it was like the what really happened you know like mm-hmm. the unreliable like it was, narrator it was definitely surreal could probably describe it as magical realism <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. so i mean it wasn't my favorite because i just i'm not really into like fantastical stories and like I didn't really like the ending and I didn't really like the horror elements of it but like it was well written it was good I enjoyed myself you know yeah um I really liked it um I said that before I thought it was super good I think I know why you don't like it mm-hmm. um or like you don't like it that much or like you know what I mean but yeah. um, I feel I like liked it. I, was just like, I feel I think it's really thing. underrated I think it's a lot better than like for example the Goodreads reviewers <laughs> yeah. are saying I don't know I just really liked it I don't see why. 
it's not as popular. Yeah. Like, it should be more popular, I think. Yeah, I mean, I'm not in, like, the um, book circles <laughs> online, but I feel like people who, like, are in the circles of the books you like and all the fantasy stuff you read, I feel like people should like this. Yeah, I feel like, like everybody's up- like people's alley. Yeah, I know. Especially because, like, dark academia, uh, get, like, I yeah. hate to even say the words. It's such a big thing right now. I feel like that definitely fits in, because, like, it's set at a haunted, you know, private boarding school. Like, yeah. what more do you people want? You yeah, know? I feel like maybe they just don't know about it, but I feel like people, and I know this is a very broad <laughs> description, just, like, everybody in the world, but yeah. I feel like people would enjoy it. Yeah, especially, like, I mean... The miseducation of Cameron Post is, like, very... If, if not popular, like, people know what it is. Yeah, like, they made a movie of it. So you think um, Emily M. Danforth would be bigger, but, like, I don't know. Yeah, um, let's get back to the book. Okay, I feel like we're probably wrapping up because we've been talking about other stuff, but... um. Yeah. Is there anything... Final that, thoughts, I guess, we um, could go to? Yeah, I really liked it. I would read it again. Um, I read it... The first time I read it, I read it in one day because... That's insane. Like, it's 600 pages long. <laughs> well, it was the day after Christmas, and I wasn't feeling well, and there was a brief period where I had to go outside and shovel, but other than that, I did literally nothing else all day. Like, right. the, I just sat on the couch and read that book. Yeah. And it was, like, very engrossing. So I, I love could, like, the day after Christmas. Like, you don't do anything at all, and all you eat do is eat chocolate. It's so good. Yes. So I'd like to... Um, read it again, I think read it a bit slower mm-hmm. and yeah. like sort of more pay attention because when you read stuff that fast you're, you you don't really pay attention as much and you're not yeah. like, because you're like just re- keep reading mm-hmm. it, so read it slower and like think about it more, but I really liked it, I would definitely read it again cool, yeah I mean I not to sound like I hated it or anything, it just it wasn't my thing as much, but like it was still really good and I still enjoyed it, so yeah, and it was a cool idea and cool characters, well-written, all of that. Yeah. Just too many wasps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I hope more people read it at some point, I mm-hmm. think. Like, again, if we write it on sticks, it's very underrated. People just, like, so yeah. like read it. Yeah. You know? Pe- more people need to be read we write upon snakes my god yeah <laughs> it is so good yeah I think that's also the case for playing bad heroines it deserves more attention I think yeah yeah okay so that's kind of all I have to say but I didn't have that many notes so yeah I'm good okay um, you want to do taglines sure you can go first okay my tagline is <laughs> god I hate bugs <laughs> yeah very succinct yeah that just sums up my feelings with the whole book yeah <laughs> mine is also similar kind of similar um my tagline is, come for the atmospheric horror, leave for the wasp attacks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was me at all times. <laughs> cool. Well, I'm glad you liked it. I'm glad yeah. every time we both have read the same book, I'm yeah, really so happy. It's miraculous but... because you only read things I will never read. <laughs> yeah, same with you. So, you know, when we when our tastes um, converge, like it's it feels like something yeah, special, you know? Yeah, because we have really different tastes because you read, like, fantasies that are a million pages long and I read non-fiction and like realistic fiction. And like memoirs and stuff. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so it's nice when we can have both read the same thing and talk about it. Because like for me, I know movies are your thing but like books are my thing. Yeah. Like that's what I do. We watch a lot of the same movies because, like, we watch movies as a family or whatever but you don't read a book as a family. So, like, there's less overlap. Yeah. Okay, well... Yeah, this is a fun episode. It was fun digging into the book. So Yeah. Alright, uh Bye everybody. Yeah.